Jammer Sports, the voice of a dad nation. Welcome to On the Rocks with Shark and the Hammer. I'm the Hammer. You can follow me on Twitter at I am Seth Evans. And that's Shark. You can follow him at Kevin Sharky. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys listening in, all of our Shammerhead Nation. Uh, so if you have any thoughts, questions, feedback, hit us up on Twitter at ShammerPod. Uh, we're here for all your Shammerheads and your thoughts. What's happening, Shark, my man? Nice of you to be here on time. Good to talk to you. What's happening? Oh, I got some problems, man. I, why do people, first of all, why are people late all the time? Oh, can't coming in hot it. this week, huh, Shark? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I can't deal with it. I, I'm not on time all the time. Nobody is. It's impossible. Nobody's that perfect. That's not true. I am 100% always on time. All right. Because wherever to... I go, <laughs> it's when I need to be there. Because time revolves around you. I get yeah, it. Isn't that how it works? <laughs> And I think that's what everybody believes, and that's why I get so pissed off. But uh, why? What is with somebody saying, "Hey, listen, I'm ten minutes away"? When they're running late to someplace, it's the fault. I'm ten minutes away. When they're sitting in a car with a GPS next to them that says, "You will arrive in seventeen minutes." Why do we have to round down? Why do we have to compensate for our inability to be on time? You know why that is the human nature of trying to cover up your fuck up by making it not as bad? Because, like, you're talking about being late. I actually genuinely do go out of my way to always be early because I believe the Tom Coughlin method of time. If you're not early, you're late. There is no such thing as on time. I agree with that. So I'm always trying to be early, but I find that there's a very there's a consistency to people who are late. And I, and in my mind, being late means I'm not concerned with your time. I'm only dealing with mine, like we were just joking about. Uh, like the time revolves around me. So if someone's yeah. late, it's a total sign of disrespect in my mind. Maybe I just take everything personally, but I think that's a sign of disrespect. So but then saying to you, I'm only 10 minutes away. is not nearly as bad as being like, hey, dude, I'm literally a third of an hour away from you. No, I, I mean, I don't disagree. I absolutely think it, it is a sign of, of disrespect. I think it's a, there's tears of disrespect. Like when you're talking about something that's disrespectful, this is not, egregious there are maybe certain situations like yeah if you're going to show up 40 minutes late to my wedding and you're in the wedding party no that's that's (laughs) disrespectful like that's really messed up but if you're coming over my house for a super bowl party and you're supposed to show up at three and you show up at 345 like eh, i mean i don't know what happened there there's probably a valid excuse but do you think that requires a message though you're talking about the tears no i couldn't either i'm always on time I'm, i'm usually early but the, uh, do you think that requires a response, though? Because like you're saying, if you have to text me that you're late, it means there's some reason that we're meeting at a specific time. Right. Otherwise, like, I feel like if I'm inviting you over, I'm like, hey, come over anytime after three. Yeah, the invite's probably a, a, a bad example, because at least in my family and with my friends, like it's a it's a baseline. Like if you're coming over, I'm going to say six o'clock. Don't show up before six. But if you don't get there till later, I don't care. We're hanging out all night anyway. But, That's what I mean. It's like the three o'clock is more like don't come before X time. Yeah, I think that's a good point. But no, if you're texting someone back to, to, to the GPS. Yeah. Before, back to the, you coming in hot today. <laughs> get back to the things that's pissing me off. Like, yeah, you, you are supposed to be there at a time, which means you probably also know that I'm already there. We're not meeting at my house. I'm yep. standing outside of a restaurant or I'm standing somewhere and I agree with the concept of it's human nature to make up for your fuck up 
but also you're going to get caught because 10 minutes from now, you're still seven minutes away. Like you're still not showing up when you said you would after you were being late already. Well, you know, I also think this goes to our general concept for when we rule the world and make the rules, everything has a strike system. Cause I feel like there are certain people, you know, who are habitual late people. Yeah. And you kind of just bank on that. Like, we have buddies who you're just like, oh, they're, they're going to be an hour late. So let's just tell them an hour earlier. So they get there somewhat on time. Oh, yeah. I build it depending on what the situation is. I build in the time that I tell people, depending on who the person is. Anyone that doesn't do that is a liar. And anyone that's listening to that and think, oh, is he doing that about me? I you know the answer. Yeah, yeah, there's 100 <laughs> percent. If you're listening to this and you and you hang out with me, I do this. I yes. do this to all of you. And each yeah. of you get a different time on what time I'm telling you to come over. Absolutely. I know I have my time zones are based on the person I'm dealing with. <laughs> yeah, there's a very strict system here. So <laughs> I think that goes to your idea of level of disrespect. If it's the same person who's always late, it's obnoxious, but you're almost sort of used to it. But I also don't fault somebody who's never late. So like if you're never late to something and you're late to it, I'm like, yeah, whatever, shit happened. But if you're regularly always doing that and it's like come on man like it's not that hard you know how long things take but then maybe are we not i i don't give credit i don't give enough credit to the people that are on time because i'm always just like okay well person b they show up late i'm going to tell them blah 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 but i never say like oh i'm going out with seth tonight and i know he's going to be on time and thank you seth like no one ever says thank you it is taken for granted yeah. it is taken for granted i 100 percent agree with that because i do have certain buddies who i know no matter what i would tell them they're going to be here on time uh and i don't ever i never think twice about it because it's just like whatever they're always on time yeah it's you know, it's like helpful. our buddy paul our buddy paul is notoriously on time like, if I tell him within a minute, he will be there within a, a two-minute window. But, okay, so sometimes then having people that are also on time like you adds a, level, a different level of stress that I don't normally have to worry about. I'm always on time, or I'm almost always on time, as on time as you can be with a three- and a six-year-old. <laughs> and so, like, I know if we're supposed to be somewhere at three and it takes 25 minutes to get there, I'm telling people, and I'm telling my house, we have to leave 35 minutes early. Like I'm building in that, this is how long it takes to get in the car buffer, because it's it's that's how I'm giving you my respects, right? Yep. But then I met you for dinner a couple of weeks ago when we were down in Disney, and dinner was at 3.30, and we were making our way there, planning on being there by like 3.20, 3.25. We got caught because there's a bridge that went up in Disney World, a pedestrian bridge. I didn't even know that was a thing. But then you texted me, like, hey, I'm standing outside. I'm like, shit, I'm still 10 minutes early, and now I'm fucking late. <laughs> <laughs> it does it does vary by the person, I do think. But I think in those scenarios, like, I know I'm always early, so, like, I don't mind getting somewhere ahead of being there before somebody else. Like, I knew we would be there 10 minutes early because that's just how my brain works. Yeah. But I don't expect – but I also don't expect you to then show up 10 minutes later than that. Like, I know I'm hanging out for 10 minutes waiting. You know what I mean? Like, it's a – it's an interesting thing to like figure out how to work around people. So I've got a parenting, I don't know how to handle this situation that I think I need a little help on. Uh, Noelle, when we went to the zoo recently around, around Christmas time or whenever, it doesn't matter. She bought this bracelet and when you, it, it's this cool hippie ish beaded bracelet. That's right up Noelle style. Um, but when you purchase it, it comes with this token to download an app and you get a pet penguin uh -oh. down in Antarctica or wherever it is that 
she gets to track and it's got a picture of the penguin and the penguin's got a name and every day you can log in and see where the penguin's going and where it swam and what, what it's blah, blah, blah. A couple days ago, she's like, Hey, can we check on waterfront? That's her penguin's name. Waterfront. They a classic name. A classic yeah. name for a penguin. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how many of these things they sold, but they need a, a better naming department. <laughs> but I digress. We can talk about that later. Um, yeah. So yeah, let's, let's check on waterfront and see how the little guy's doing. And I open up the app and this was on whatever. And it says last update, three days ago and there's a little <laughs> map in there and the last update was in the middle of the ocean he was swimming and she goes what happened and my brain panicked and i was like uh, i think the tracker must have fallen off oh i, I think my one. kid's penguin got eaten oh your penguin 100 percent has been eaten i almost wonder if it's like well with our last name being sharks let me explain to you where penguins go <laughs> So, like, my wife and I looked at each other and we're like, uh, I mean, she understands a bit about, you know, the nature and blah, blah, blah. But also, I don't know. And then the company the next day sent an email. I was like, we've gotten you a new penguin. So now she's got a new <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah, that's a dicey one. Like, I think uh, I'm super impressed with your uh, on the spot, uh, the tracker's broken. Yeah. That was a good one. <laughs> I, I would have been like, what no and just close the computer uh, <laughs> that's tough man though because it's like how do you it's like it's not that i don't want to get into the conversations with my kid like i'm happy to have like in-depth conversations with him but they have to be at the right time like i like when when did this occur this was like a week or two ago oh i'm saying like what part of the day like was it like uh, morning afternoon uh, evening uh, this was just like a random saturday afternoon when we were sitting there watching whatever TV show I was watching and she had no interest in it. So she was looking for something else to do. Okay. So in that scenario, you're like, I'm trying to relax. I don't want to go through this. Like, I don't want to get into this conversation now, No. but like there are certain times where it's like before dinner, maybe you're sitting at dinner. It's a good time to get into these combos, but no, right then it's just like, Oh, this is so much easier just not to tell the truth. Yeah. I just <laughs> to, to lie and be done with it. And and I feel guilty about it clearly. Cause I'm bringing it up, but like yeah. sometimes it's just easier, but also I don't know, six and seven year olds. It, it's that weird age where they're old enough to understand enough to ask a lot of questions, but not quite old enough to fully grasp the concepts at all. Noelle now knows that we eat pigs and cows. Like she mm. understands that that's where meat comes from and chickens and blah, blah, blah. But then we were driving by a farm and there was a cow on it and she looks out the window and she's like, am I going to eat that? It's like, okay, maybe so you're halfway there. That might be. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It depends on what we buy. It depends on what's yeah, maybe we'll get what's an on app sale and... in this supermarket. <laughs> we'll see. That that cow doesn't have a name, or maybe there's an app somewhere. His name is Landscape because they couldn't think of anything good. His name is Dinner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's rough, man. Yeah, we've had that. Com- we've had to have like the death conversation, sorta. And he, so being a six-year-old, he gets it, but doesn't because like. We, my wife had a great answer to him one time where she explained to him, he asked her what happens when you die. And she said, you become a star. You become mm-hmm. a star in the sky. It's really held up well so far. But recently we have a dog and a cat. And he was like, well, how old do they live to be? And I was like, I don't know, 10, 12, 14, 15 years. And we really like treat them well. And he's like, so the cat's got like seven more years. And it's like, well, yeah, but no. And he's like, well, I can make him live forever. So, like, I don't think he grasps that, like, you can't fix that. Right. It's a weird, like, 
and I'm not going to dive farther in. I'm like, yeah, you could try. I doubt it, but you could try. <laughs> but that's what it is. Like, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't, because you don't want to dive further in. But then if you're not, th- their brain is still diving further in. Like oh, yeah. still, <laughs> we have a my my in-laws dog passed away when the well was like two right so you're talking six years ago mm-hmm. i don't know how but this kid remembers that dog and it just every now and then she's like but how come bailey's not with us anymore like she knows that he died and she knows that that's what happens but she still doesn't get it and she doesn't forget either well, except about stuff that like, hey, can you go get dressed or go oh, brush yeah. your teeth? Somehow yeah, they can't remember that. Time. Yeah, no. yeah. Uh, <laughs> that they can forget no problem. But some random. So he was asking me one day about this toy he had and he described it. And my wife finally realized like, oh, he was talking about a toy from when he was two. And it's like, you remember that, but you literally don't remember what happened at school an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, what the fuck? Oh, it's good. You get every single day. How was your day today? Good. What did you learn? Stuff. Like, I don't know. You, like, can you give me one example? Like, did it say one sentence that your teacher said out loud. She said goodbye at the end of the day. It's like, what the hell? Like, <laughs> I always try to ask, what was your fa-? so? It started with, what's your favorite part of the day? And every day, the answer is when I got home. Right. <laughs> and I'm recess. like, I respect that. I respect. Or then followed up with a recess. Yeah. So then I've tried adding the question of what was the funniest thing that happened today, and it's hit or miss. Okay. It, but like every so often, they're like, oh my god, Dad, you got to hear this. Uh, and some random thing that he thought was just fucking hilarious. Um, I'm going to steal that one. I like that. Yeah, so it's somehow, like, it's phrasing different. Like, that's what I'm trying to figure out to get information out of them. But, like, back to what we were saying about the, like, talking them through. I think you lie to them till they can catch you in it. Okay. So I think that, I'm just I think that's the move. We'll see how yeah, good yeah. of a liar I am. Yeah, I feel like I got, like, six more weeks before he starts catching me on my shit. But <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ride it until then. <laughs> I mean, three weeks from now, when Luke's tracker dies, she's, <laughs> she's either going to say this company is shit and we need to stop buying bracelets from them because they keep losing their trackers, or she's going to figure it out. Or, or is there a way to make a file that you could just have, like, keep looping? <laughs> That's interesting. I'm not that good with technology, but if these penguins keep getting eaten, I'm going to have to figure something out. I can't get her oh. to forget about That's what I need to do. I need to get her to forget about the app. No, no, I have an idea. I got this. All right, check this out. You take a picture with this new one, like take a picture each day that you guys check. Mm-hmm. And then you make a PowerPoint presentation with each picture. Okay. And then you show her that. I, I mean, kids don't know apps. No, I was saying, <laughs> and just keep opening screenshots on my phone and being like, hey, look, there he's, dude yeah. really loves that one spot. It's like the story from like when we were growing up about kids' parents just replacing their goldfish. It's like, oh yeah, my goldfish <laughs> is twenty-two years old. It's like, no, it fucking isn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Promise you, that's not the same goldfish. Yeah, and that's not waterfront. <laughs> <laughs> that's not landscaping. <laughs> <laughs> So it's time for the TV update of the week, Shark. Uh, what's going on? Succession just announced that this fourth season, starting in a couple of weeks, is the last one. Uh, I, I'm torn. Show. I'm torn on this. So my issue being, I, I'm all for the short season, but I kind of just wish I knew this ahead of time. I feel like I got surprised at the last second by it. And I, at that part, I'm not like, oh, the show's starting in a couple of weeks and it's the last season. Like, no, I, I would have liked to have known this three months ago. Right, because it's been, like, what, a year and a half since season three aired, if not longer? Like, I haven't heard any rumblings until now 
that yep. show is ending. So nothing, not a word until right now, and the show starts on the twenty sixth. And March. I feel like that's a show. Like yes, I one hundred percent. When the quality is starting to go, just end it. Like don't don't even reach that point. End it before that becomes an issue. But the storyline of Succession, and let's be honest, it's in all of its glory. It's a workplace drama, and nothing yep. more. A family based workplace drama that could just keep going forever. Like as long as the acting is good and the writing is good, like there are infinite storylines there. So eh, that's a bummer. Well, funny you say that about the infinite storylines. So, so what I was reading was the creator or writer or whatever was saying that it's either they go kind of balls to the wall for one more season, right. sort of drag it out for two, or they change what the show is and go longer. And he's like, we didn't want to do that, which I'm glad to hear that people are in Hollywood are thinking the way we've been saying, like, just give us the good shit. Yeah. Give me, now, give me four fucking awesome seasons. Yeah. Don't change what it is. Unless that change is something that you can explore. Like, did you watch Mad Men? Uh, part of it. I never really got down with Mad Men. Okay. Found, found it overrated. Okay. It's a very underrated show. Fantastic television show. One of the best of all time. Um, but it changed what it is all the time, but did it within the confines of the show because it basically said, hey, we're a show, a workplace drama from the 1960s, and that decade changed so much that we have to keep changing to evolve with it. That works. Like, that's a smart way to do it. It is. I think the issue for Succession is there, yes, it's a workplace drama, but the set pieces, the flights, the flyover screens of oh, all yeah. these crazy rich places, it has got to just be budget murdering. And then I also read an interesting story. Uh, Brian Cox, who is Logan Roy in the show, not getting who, by the younger. way, not getting any younger, but that dude has some fucking range as an actor, I have to say. He starred in Super Troopers and Succession. Like, that's <laughs> got to be one of the wildest spreads of all time. But... <laughs> Aside from that, he was saying the guy who plays Kendall, uh, forget his name, yeah. uh, that he's one of those actors who stay in character all the time. And Kendall as a character sucks. Yeah. So he was saying like, <laughs> yeah, not... I, he's like, oh, don't get me. I read an article with him and he was saying like, oh, don't get me fucking started on him. Like, you know, it's acting. Just like go smoke some weed in your fucking trailer. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, That's then, not fun to work with. No, imagine dealing with that shit all day. Like, you'd be like, oh my God, shut the fuck up, dude. Like, we're, we're being paid to be actors. I'm bummed, but I'm also, I'm really excited for season four. That's the end of March, I think, right? Oh, uh, yeah, March 26th, I saw. So I'm in the middle of doing the rewatch. I just got to the middle of season two. Okay. It really is just a fantastic show. It's a great background noise when you're working. Yeah. Uh, it just, it's like intense and keeps you focused. It's really just, and it's, uh, I'm a, it's, a huge it's great from the first episode, but I feel like right around where you are, it kind of like finds its footing, if you will. And yep. just realizes what chaos it can control. Yeah, it really gets out of hand, and it's really wild. And the the Macaulay Culkin's brother, uh, <laughs> it, which um, I, Kieran I feel Culkin. like he, yes, I feel like he's earned the right to be Kieran Culkin, but also he's Macaulay Culkin's brother. I mean, he's still um, the kid that gets his face squished with the can of Pepsi. Fuller, you're gonna wet the bed. <laughs> yeah, still the same guy. Looks weirdly the same too, which is strange. <laughs> but his character is so fucking weird and awesome. Yeah. Uh, I, he's the best part of the show in my opinion yep he is he's he's awesome in this uh, I'm all for this season I'm super excited now I'm both excited and sad that it's the last one but I gotta imagine they're gonna go out with a bang oh, they'll do it right I, I have faith in them yep so yeah the rewatch of that show I'd recommend we were talking about shows last week that you can't rewatch like Mando and yeah uh, how has your Ted Lasso rewatch been going yeah we finished it we, we finished it in like 8 days 
it's hard not such, to. like you said it's such an easy show to rewatch and it is it's we just were like yeah do you want to watch one more okay yeah let's do it and we we're done we've got a week and a half two weeks before the new season starts by the time this is out and yeah no we're done it's amazing i'm so stoked i uh i watched so my basement was getting fixed recently and while that was going on i didn't have access to video games so i watched a lot more tv and uh i finally watched wednesday did you oh, see it so good yeah i was really impressed with how good that turned out it's just a, i mean it's a tim burton show but it's it's a high school drama but for adults like it's i don't know it it worked whatever it is it worked yeah and you know it's funny i was reading another thing that was talking about how uh it's weird that now the adams family like that's the way people should treat each other is the way they treat each other yeah like, the, like gomez and morticia is like relationship goals for people now <laughs> whereas like in the 90s it was like you didn't want to be the adams and it's like actually it turned out they were probably the only nice one actually no they they figured it out ahead of us yeah good job by them yeah yeah it's uh the luis guzman is gomez is a little interesting uh he looks like the comic like strip in the TV show from like forever, but everyone we know thinks of Raul Julia as Gomez. Yeah. It, he worked. I was glad that they were only in it for one or two episodes and it focused on some other yeah. characters because I don't know that it would have worked as a traditional Adams family show with them. Every no, I, yeah, I agree with you. I also thought uh, Fred Armisen mm. was quite good as Fester. I that actually really liked him as Fester. And it was a different turn. For, it was Christopher Lloyd played him in, right, in the yep. 90s, I think. Yep. Very different, but also kind of the same. But, oh, oh, it was, you know, good. But she was great as Wednesday. Um, Jenna Ortega. Yep. It was just fun. Although she's, what, like four foot five? She's so <laughs> small. I did not know that until, you know, I didn't know anything about her other than she no. existed until this show. Uh, I saw her in Scream, the most recent Scream movie, but yeah. it was like she was a, like looked like a child in it. Yeah, uh, I think she is. She's like eighteen or nineteen years old. And her standing next to Brienne of Tarth, uh, <laughs> it's hilarious. I actually am impressed with them for how much they played up how big she is. Uh, like she looked gigantic in these scenes, and not like in a like giant beast mode like she was at Brienne of Tarth. Like she looked like a, like a lady. Like she was. Yeah, she like, didn't look yeah. cartoonish or, or stupid, gigantic. She just was gigantic yeah they didn't try to hide it which i was impressed by because her the two of them standing next to each other was hilarious like she was up to like mid hip i mean there's <laughs> like a 15 inch difference at a minimum between the two of them but well done i i'm i'm hoping they do a season two of that i know there's some major issues uh like where who's gonna stream it i heard something that it might move to amazon because they bought mgm which owns the adams family like it's a whole mess that's why they haven't renewed it yet yeah, I think there's some. Like, I think they originally officially did renew it, but now there's a dispute, and so it's kind of back in limbo. I hope we get a season two, and if yeah. we don't, yeah, I mean, it was great as a standalone. So, yeah, yeah, exactly. I I was cool with it, and then um, that's all that's going on. And then uh, we have another exciting bit of news for everyone. I had mentioned briefly last week we are going to be doing our Top Chef draft, as that is coming up uh, in about a week. The show, so next week you should be hearing our Top Chef draft. Uh, we have an exciting guest star for that one that's going to be joining us, so we'll we'll save the little surprise, but should be fun. I'm curious to see how this plays out. Oh, I'm super excited for that. Speaking of Top Chef, though, I was watching not uh, Gordon Ramsay's show, Next Level Chef, not Top Chef. I got some, you know, back to the beginning of the episode when I was pissed off at everything. 
I don't understand why there's so many cooking shows now and none of them can be as good as Top Chef. Like, it, truly, none of them can grasp what Top Chef does. This show on last week's episode, the challenge was, are you familiar with Next Level Chef? I should ask. Before uh, I... A bit. I've seen, like, commercials. I've never actually watched it, though. It's fun filler background episode TV. It's Gordon Ramsay and Naisha Arrington, Richard Blaze, and they each have a team. And depending on how they're like five or six chefs, depending on how they do, they're either in this incredible kitchen with all the gadgets in the world in this basic cafeteria kitchen or in this dingy basement kitchen, which they don't even have like spatulas or tools to cook with. It's kind of funny, the situations they put Mm -hmm. them in, but they had a, their competition last week was to make an elevated sandwich. So sandwich, whatever you want to do, depending on the protein you get, the bread you get, comes time to judge them. And the three judges that I just named, Gordon and the other two, they're picking apart the sandwich and tasting each ingredient individually, like taking a bite of the shrimp that's on the po' boy and then scooping up the sauce and tasting that on the sh- Like, what? That's not I, how you I, don't, I don't even know how to, what to say. Like, what the hell is that stupidness? Yeah, if you're making a sandwich, you probably should eat it like a sandwich. Otherwise, it's not a sandwich. Like, cooking, I mean, every kind of art is, it. it cooking is an art, right? So, sure. if you're asking the chef to do something, they are thinking about every aspect of this. And now, you, we're going to get into so many things with Top Chef. I'm so excited. As many people know, I went to culinary school, and food is a huge passion of mine. But it, you can't ask a chef to package and then decide to deconstruct it yourself without any warning you, you can't do that to anything it's just not fair so excited for top chef excited for a show. cannot wait yeah i feel like every other cooking show tribe you know which one i'm actually a huge fan of uh for background noise uh beat bobby fillet it's uh, simple because it doesn't try yeah. to be anything bigger than it is nope they make a random dish and odds are they usually let him win even if the other person's food looks better but, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's easy. It's not trying too hard. But w- when they're eating a sandwich, they pick up the sandwich. I find that weird. I've seen that before where they, like, deconstruct it. And it's like, what are you doing? Sandwiches are sandwiches. I, I love sandwiches. But eat the whole thing. It's the, the choice of bread, the sauce. It's all important to that one bite. And that bite should – there's nothing worse than when you get a sandwich and, like, all the meat is on one side and all the sauce is on the other side. And, you know, there's sub shops that don't know what the hell they're doing. That's oh. – or, like, a burrito. Where it's just I was just going to say a burrito. <laughs> a burrito is the worst. Like, if you get it – like uh, if you went to like Chipotle or something, like you get one bite of sour cream, one yeah. bite of rice, then right, you a pocket of chicken. Like it, it doesn't make any sense. I've never understood why burrito places can't just make my burrito in a bowl and then mix it up and dump the entire thing into the tortilla. Like why can't, why is that not a thing? That's what I do at home. Yeah, that's exactly how you do it. You mix up the shit and then you roll it up. <laughs> yeah. I want every bite to have everything. I don't want every bite to be an adventure. Yeah, you ever get like the random bite of just like salsa in it, and you're like, "What the fuck? There's no texture in here." It's just squish or three bites of jalapeno in one, and then there's no spice in the rest of the burrito. Ugh. Yeah, people yeah. need to know how to put stuff together. This sounds very much like that scene in Casino where Robert De Niro is screaming about having the equal number of blueberries. <laughs> 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 and the chef being like, what the fuck? Like, I can't do that. <laughs> and if you guys have made it this far, thanks for listening to Shark and the Hammer with Shammer Sports. 
Uh, we rely on word of mouth for this. So if you like to tell your friends, share it, subscribe to our podcast anywhere, Apple, Spotify, give us five stars. We are the voice of a dad nation. Come listen to us. We want to be here. We want to talk to you about what's going on. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you guys next week.